Okay, so let's read. There's a, it's up on the screen if you don't have it. <clears throat> it says this. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So let's stop right there. A couple of things. Everywhere that Jesus went, there were people following him. He just walked and talked for his whole ministry. For three years, this guy just walked around and taught people about the coming kingdom of God, okay? So wherever he went, there are crowds of people that would follow him. So imagine this with me in your mind as you're, as you're listening to this story. Imagine being in a desert place, a desert climate, and you're seeing these people walk out of a city, lar- large crowds, but they're all trying to be hushed so they can hear Jesus' voice because these people, if they're following him, they're his disciples. That means they believe he is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and this guy is going places, right? So they're like, okay, everybody stay quiet. We're just going to walk and we're going to listen to this guy and we're going to figure out what he's doing, and maybe he'll give us a lot of fish and a lot of bread, okay? So that's what he's doing. This is the scene that is being set up. And as they leave the city, the place where people who could not uh, fend for themselves in society, basically, the people who were sick and, like Bartimaeus, blind and couldn't fit into society for whatever reason because they were some sort of outcast, that's where they had to sit, They weren't even allowed in the city. So they are along the road as they leave the city and they are begging because they have to rely on people being nice to them so that they can eat and so that they can survive. These people are just sitting there hoping somebody's going to toss them a nickel, okay? Have you, we don't, exactly have a homeless issue, but I know you guys, have, if you've been to larger cities, I, I lived in a city where I dealt with homeless people a lot. I was interacting with them and had got to know them and stuff, and it's hard sometimes for us in Gillette, because I know it's not necessarily an issue like it is in other places, but these people are broken in most cases. They have, they have made it within themselves an identity that says that I am not worth a whole lot, And they get that identity because other people, the rest of society basically tells them, you know, you guys are not worth a lot. So that's why these people are sitting outside the city. And this man named Timaeus, Bartimaeus, he says that, he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He hears that this guy named Jesus is walking by and he tries to call him. Let's keep reading. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called him and called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Let's stop once again. So these people who are following Jesus and they're trying to listen to what he has to say are like this blind guy on the side of the road's yelling at Jesus. We got to shut him up basically, right? Like that's what you'd, if, if I'm up here talking and somebody, I have to do this all the time over there, but if a kid's talking, his buddies are like, hey, shut up. He's talking, you know, that's the same thing that these people are doing. They're trying to do a good thing, but what they're really doing is trying to separate this guy from Jesus when what he really needs is to encounter Jesus, right? So he doesn't care what they say. He's like, I know I've heard about this Jesus guy. You ain't stopping me. I'm going to go talk to him. 
Jesus being who he is, and we'll get into that, merciful and good and kind, he says, call him. And they're like, all right, fine, go talk to him. Let's keep going. Jesus asked this guy a question that pokes to that deep place in Bartimaeus' heart that we've been talking, that I have been hinting towards, that deep place of desire and longing. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So he asks him a question, and Bartimaeus, I think, gives as honest of an answer as he could. He, he answered Jesus what the answer to the question that I asked you guys to begin the night. What's your one wish? What's your deepest desire? What's something that you're desperate for, he basically says. And Bartimaeus is he's straight up with him. He goes, I, I want to see, Right? So let's look at a couple of questions, a couple of things to ponder for you guys as we talk about this story. The first question is this, do you know who he is? Do you know who he is? Now, I like to think that Bartimaeus, as he sat along the side of the road for who knows how long in this day and age, blind people, they're a lot more common than they are today. Because in an arid climate like that, in the desert, sand blows in your eyes, the sun's beating down all the time, there are all sorts of things that can cause infections, that cause blindness. And we don't know if that's how Bartimaeus was blinded or not. We don't know how he came to be blind, but he was a blind man sitting on the road. And he had sat there for some time, we can assume. And as he sits there, he hears people, because blind people have a heightened sense of hearing, you know. He hears people telling stories about this guy named Jesus. He hears them say, oh, Jesus, he might just hear little pieces of conversations. And I'd like to think that one day he hears a conversation where Jesus is brought up and they talk about a blind man. And Bartimaeus goes, no, you come back here. I want to hear this story. So Bartimaeus is putting things together. He's hearing this story of, that came earlier in Mark where Jesus actually touched a man's eyes. He made mud in the ground and touched the man's eyes and he was healed of his blindness. And he had been blind since birth. And Bartimaeus is thinking, okay, that guy, he was blind from birth. If Jesus can reverse that, if he can restore his sight, he could restore mine. And You know, Bartimaeus was also more than likely a Jewish man, and he had grown up in the synagogue hearing a story about how the Messiah, the one who had come to save all of humanity, would open the eyes of the blind. He would call out demons. He would heal the sick. And Bartimaeus started to connect the dots in his head, realizing that this Jesus guy must be the Messiah. He must be the one that I'm supposed to go and follow. He must be the one that I'm supposed to find and follow and not let anything get in my way. I like to imagine this part of the story. We don't know that this is it, but we know for a fact that Bartimaeus had heard of Jesus and more than likely heard that story about him healing a blind man, right? Because he shows it in his action. But do you know who he is? Do you know who he is like Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus shows that he knew who Jesus was by what he called him. If you can 
remember or look uh, at the scripture again, he calls him son of David. And that's Bartimaeus' way of saying, you know what, Jesus, I believe you are that one person who's supposed to save us. We've had kings sent and we've had prophets and all these great people who've told us to follow God and we've rebelled against them and we've made bad decisions, but there's one guy that's coming. That's what the prophecy says. That's what people have said since the beginning of time, that there's going to be one who will come and save us. And Bartimaeus is realizing that that's who it is, that Jesus is the Messiah that he's heard about. So do you know, like Bartimaeus, that he, who he is? who Jesus is. Do you know, have you heard that Jesus is the Messiah? He's the one who came to save you, to save your soul for eternity. That's my question to you. That's my first question. I hope that somebody has taught you, and if not, I want to tell you explicitly tonight. Jesus is the merciful king. He's the Messiah. He's the chosen one, and he proved it to us by going to the cross. And not going to the cross alone, but what happened after he died, he rose from the grave. So do you know, like Bartimaeus, that Jesus can heal wounds and brokenness? The idea of healing in the time of the Bible and in the Bible is a connection of physical and spiritual. It's not just that if you're healed, you're healed of whatever ailment you have. The lepers, they didn't just get healed of their leprosy. The Bible talks about it like they were healed inside as well. And that's what Jesus offers. Do you know that Jesus can heal your wounds? Do you know that he's also a merciful king? That's what Bartimaeus' second part of his plea was, have mercy on me. And that's such an interesting thing to me because if you think about it, Bartimaeus is already a guy who totally relies on everybody for his well-being, for his livelihood. He relies on people being merciful to him as it is. And his request to Jesus isn't any different. He's saying, have mercy on me. It's a little hard sometimes for us to, I don't know if it is for you, but it is for me to think that I should get help from Jesus. I might be alone in that, but sometimes I feel like, man, I've messed up here and here and here. I don't think Jesus ought to help me anymore. There's truth in that, but we have to remember the truth of who Jesus is. He is merciful in nature. That means that even when we don't deserve help, he's willing to give it. And that's why Bartimaeus says, have mercy on me. He knows the nature of the Messiah, and it's that he wants good things for him. So do you know who he is? Do you treat him like he is the merciful Messiah? Second question is, do you know what you need? Do you think that as Jesus called Bartimaeus up from the side of the road and Bartimaeus throws his cloak off and he's probably stumbling and he's probably running into people, do you think Jesus didn't pick up on the fact that he was blind? And yet why does Jesus, as Bartimaeus comes up to him, ask him what he wants? Don't you think Jesus would be able to surmise what he might want? By watching this poor guy stumble and and trip and run into people, he might be able to just say, you know, I, I, I don't... Just, you don't need to say anything. Let me just take care of this for you. Bam, like sight restored. But no, Jesus asks him. So do you know what you need? You, as you sit in this room, 
I wanted to ask that opening question to get your thoughts rolling, to get your heart searching for what you might need. And in Bartimaeus' case, he was asking for something physical. He was asking for something that uh, we don't always talk about in church all the time. We don't talk about the fact that there are things that we deal with in our hearts, our bodies, like there's a whole bunch of things wrong with me. As I stand here today, there are a whole bunch of things wrong with me and with my life, and I wish I could fix a bunch of them. And Bartimaeus that day, he probably had to make a choice. He's thinking, okay, I am blind, number one. That's probably the number one thing he's thinking about. But I bet he had other issues as well. He's thinking about other things that are deeper within his heart. And I'm sure if you thought about it, if you gave that first question some thought in a quiet room by yourself, you might be thinking like I did, man, I wish that this relationship was better. Man, I wish that I didn't feel so lonely. Man, I wish that I could experience healing of this trauma or this hurt that I got because of somebody else. There are things that we all deal with. And yet, Bartimaeus has the boldness to ask for his sight. That's the thing he chooses to ask for from Jesus. And let me tell you something. We're we're reading the story of a miracle, and miracles are not, they're called miracles for a reason. I read this uh, a while ago. They're called miracles, not ordinaries, right? Like it makes sense. We don't see things like this happen all the time. Miracles are miracles because they stand out from the rest of what happens in our lives. And we need to be honest when we talk about miracles because they serve a purpose, okay? And that purpose is to show us a window into God's kingdom, into what the reality of eternity with Jesus will be like, where there is no hurt, pain, sickness, sadness, anything like that. That's going to be the reality if you live with Jesus in eternity. But in this life, as we sit here today, on this side of now and eternity, we don't always get the luxury that Bartimaeus got. We don't always get that healing of the trauma, of the hurt physically that we have, of the loneliness, of the messed up relationships. We don't always find healing in those places. But that doesn't mean that God isn't good. And here's why. Here's something that I really want you guys to take a hold of. When those things are left with us, when those pains are left with us, this is why I believe they are. This is one reason, at least. This is the sense I get, and this is something that I feel like I, God has gave me the sense that I need to say it. When those things remain in your life and God doesn't bring healing after you ask him specifically, it's because he wants you to realize there's an eternity with him that is possible for you where you get that. We have a longing in us for no hurt, no pain, no sickness, no sadness for a reason. And if every single hurt and pain and sickness was taken away from us in this life, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't want to go into eternity with Jesus, would we? Because we'd be like, no, we're good. We're just going to keep going about life, right? Those things remain so that we can look forward and so that we can hope, you guys. So don't get mad at God if things don't get taken away. Don't get mad at him if healing doesn't come after asking him and asking him and asking him. He still loves you. He still cares about you deeply, so deeply that he wants you to realize, I have good things coming for you. So do you know that you need new life? 
Do you know that you need healing and wholeness? And that doesn't always come in this life, but it will if you're obedient. Do you know what you need? Do you ask him for it? Last question, do you want to see more? The end of that story, we get to see Bartimaeus get his healing. He gets his miracle. He gets to see for maybe the first time in his whole life. He gets healing from that thing that had become his identity. He was a beggar on the side of the road, blind and worthless to society. And you might not be all of those things, but you might tell yourself that because you have let an identity that is negative, that is likely from the enemy, sit upon you for so long that that's who you think you are. And yet Bartimaeus gets it lifted off his shoulders. He's no longer a blind man. That means he can find a job. That means he can have relationships again. He can see his friends and his family. He got his healing. And he does what I would like to call gratitude in his action. He shows Jesus how grateful he is by saying, I'm not gonna just be like, oh, sweet, Jesus, thanks for uh, my sight. Uh, I'm just gonna go hang out with my buddies now, see, uh, like, uh, I'll see you around maybe if you come through Jericho again. No, he's like, I'm going to follow this guy. Why would you not? If somebody was going to grant, if I was somehow able to grant you that wish that you wanted, would you want to like be around me more? Probably, right? I know I, if I, <laughs> somebody would grant me a wish, I'd be like, yep, following that guy, that lady. I would do that in a heartbeat. And that's what Bartimaeus does. I really, 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 really doubt that Bartimaeus' only issue in his life, like I've said, was that he was blind. I bet he had other issues that he wished he could ask for to get healed as well. And yet he chose, instead of begging more and going back to his old life maybe that he had before, he's just going to follow Jesus because he believed in him. Remember, Bartimaeus knew who Jesus was. He had already decided in his heart, this Jesus guy is the Messiah. So I need to follow him if I ever get this chance to meet him. Bartimaeus responded to Jesus in the correct way. So my call to you guys, my plea to you guys is that if you have found any sort of healing, if you have found any sort of help from Jesus, continue to follow him. Don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back and forget about the fact that he's helped you. Keep going on with him. And this is the point of the night where I feel like I need to address the two groups of people that are in here. And first of all, address the people who haven't yet put their faith in Jesus. If you're new to all this and haven't put your faith in Jesus, here's what I have to say. Hope, there is hope for healing available to you, and it's available in Jesus alone. The idea of healing and miracles is both physical and spiritual. We are talking about a way that you can have your heart, your deepest longings fulfilled. And the hurt and the pain that you have within you, I believe is proof that you were made for an eternity. Your soul will live somewhere for an eternity. And that longing means that you, you it's like it's in our DNA that we know that we shouldn't have to feel pain, you guys. We were made for a relationship with God. And Jesus is the only way. Bartimaeus knew this. We have to realize that Jesus is the only way. He's the only way to find this healing and find this new life. And he wants to help you. And for the 
those of you who have chosen to follow Jesus already, I want to just urge you and push you along, encourage you that if you are in a situation like Bartimaeus, you know, he had already come to believe in Jesus before he got his healing. Do you realize that? He had decided that he believed in Jesus, that he was the true Messiah before he ever even met Jesus, before he even brushed paths with him at all. He decided that. And for you that have already decided, you know, I want to follow Jesus, I want you to be real about the things that hurt you, the things that are deep within you that show that you have a longing for a different world, for a different reality where there is no hurt or pain or sickness. And we don't always get to be rid of that pain in this life, unfortunately. But as I said, I, I really get the sense that this is to push us into closer relationship with Jesus, not to tear us apart from him. It's supposed to meld us to him and help us to see that our only hope is if we keep believing in him. My only hope of having this longing fulfilled someday, I get a guarantee that it will be, is to follow him to be in relationship with him, to continue to be obedient. So for those of you who've chosen to follow him, keep following him. Keep going with him. Don't, don't turn back. Keep going. Listen to him. Listen to his stories. Read his word. Pray to him. Talk to him. He wants to know you just as much as you might want to know the man who can heal you someday. So do you want to see more? Keep following him. Begin to follow him and keep on going with him. I just want to close before we go to small groups with one last question. I like to ask questions because it makes you guys think. What do you hope for? We've asked one wish, which is kind of shallow. We've asked, what are you desperate for? It gets a little deeper. What do you hope for? I know in my life, I can, I can pinpoint a few areas right now as I stand here today where I, would, I have tremendous hope for things. I have a great ability to hope because I have a great, a great feeling of pain and hurt right now, okay? And I know that some of you have great hurts, great longings, great desperate feelings for things in your hearts right now and I want you to see that those are things to hope for, okay? We have an eternity waiting for us where all of those things will be fulfilled. And it's only because of Jesus that those things can be fulfilled, you guys. Only him. If it weren't for Jesus walking by Bartimaeus that day, he might have had to live his whole entire life a blind man, but do you want to know the sweetest thing about that? He may have still believed in Jesus for being the Messiah, even if he didn't get that healing. And we need to be like Bartimaeus. We need to realize that we, if we are going to believe who Jesus is, we can't only believe in him if he picks our, our little request of what we want ha to happen in our lives. We can't do that. That's not how it works. Follow him with all your heart, you guys. He is your only hope. Let's pray, and then you can go into your small groups for a few minutes and talk about the questions. Jesus, we just want to ask for your help. We, we want to acknowledge that we are broken. 
We're blind in a sense, and each and every one of us comes into this room carrying things that are seem to us that are far beyond what we could carry that we can deal with, and we want healing for them. We want spiritual, we want deep senses of healing. We want you to take these things away from us, Lord. So I pray and I urge the hearts in this room, find those desires and ask about them. Lord, help us to give us grace to ask these questions, to ask for help in these areas. And Jesus, when it's not your will that these things be taken away, help us to remember that this is evidence to us that there is a hope in eternity, that one day that those longings can be fulfilled. Jesus, help us to understand that that it's not you cruelly not taking these things away and keeping us from living a good life. It's actually you, you being merciful and being kind to us. Jesus, we need you so desperately. We hope in you, Jesus, tonight. Pray this all in your precious name. Amen. If you guys have small group questions on the front screen, you can pray in your small groups once you're done. If you'd like to pray. If you'd like to talk afterwards, I would be available to you. So small group questions, hang out. Thanks, guys. Thanks.